You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, a podcast that delivers value and offers up insight that'll help your credit union grow. ServiceStar has been consulting with credit unions for over 20 years, growing them in the areas of cultural development, leadership development, and management training. To learn more about what ServiceStar can do for you or your credit union, check them out at servicestarconsulting.com. Buy-in is a completely bankrupt term because I've talked to so many people that say, oh no, Mike Neal, I, I buy into everything you're saying. And they really believe it because they hear my words and they know my words are indisputable. They just have zero plans to implement any of it. Hey, we're talking about change here with Mike Neal on the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. And, uh, you know, I guess one of the buzzwords in our industry is transformation. And I think you get caught up in digital transformation, omni-channel transformation, all these kind of uh, catchphrases that kind of catch uh, CEOs off guard. But I think you said something really important, which is that change culture. I mean, don't go low, small ball and just, you know, get a new core system. And a lot of people listening to this podcast might be getting a new core system right now, but how, how does your employees engagement changing? Is it cha- changing for the positive or the negative? Uh, these are the things that really make a positive impact on the end result, which is we're all in the financial services industry. If we don't change, we die. And so uh, how do you best lead change, Michael Neal? Well, um, I love, well, one of my favorite quotes is from John Wooden. He he said, go fast, but don't be in a hurry. And what, what he meant by that is that you have to move and you have to move at pace, but don't forget the fundamentals when you go fast, right? So what's the fundamental of leading change? Trust. See, if you try to change something without establishing trust within the leadership or a leader, then you're basically saying, come to a place I've never been myself and it'll all work out. You know what? It's going to be like if you said that to a group on a bus. They'll all be in the back of the bus going, does he know where in the heck he's going? How do you know? I don't, do you know this guy? Does, I mean, I don't, has he said he's never been there. How's he, how's he know how to get there? He's probably got a GPS. What GPS turns you wrong? They'll all be back there. They may follow you or they may be trapped in the bus, but you know, the first stop, some of them are getting off and the others are going to sit back there and going to complain. You, that's why it's idea. You've got to change. But if you if you if you have a credit union where the employees don't have a high degree of trust in the leadership, it's not going to go well. It's just not going to go well. And that's the, you know, go fast, but don't be in a hurry. I made that mistake constantly in my leadership career. Um, Until much later than anybody that has any wisdom. (laughs) <laughs> would do so. But but I am smart enough to know when something hurts bad enough, quit doing that thing. And it hit me one day. I had all these plans and, you know, people generally hired me in my career in a credit union, not just in Service Star. You know, get Mike Neal to fix things. You hire that guy. He'll come in and he'll shake things up and he'll fix things. You know, put him in the call center, uh, put him over the branches, put him in marketing, put him over training. Uh, hire him at this credit union. And so I had this kind of pattern of, uh, and you know what I did? And I always improved the numbers. 
but you know, you can improve numbers, you know, one is a, is a billion percent better than zero. Right. So, um, uh, so I, I thought maybe sometime in retrospect, I maybe looked better than I was, but I had to learn later that when I come in and saying, this is what we need to do. I thought about that for three months. They're hearing about it for the first time. They don't know me. They don't know me. So therefore they don't trust me. You don't trust me. You don't follow me. If you don't follow me, I'm not leading. I can be acting like a leader. I can be saying leadership things, but without followers, you ain't no leader. That's Tennessee for you aren't a, <laughs> by the way. Sorry, we, I got some, we got some Tennessee from Mike. We also got some new math. So zero is a billion times uh, or one is a billion times greater than zero. So I think that's that's the new math there. I, I just like made that up completely. <laughs> it's just math. It's just numbers. That's um, right. You know, talk about buzzwords in the industry. I, I hear a lot, even on our trainings, and you, you hear this all the time, buy-in. Uh, when it comes to leading change, I need my people, I need my folks to be bought in. <laughs> How important is this term buy-in? And, and, and Or should leaders be more focused on outcomes? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know... If you drop a penny on, if you drop a penny in the parking lot of the grocery store, how likely are you to pick it up? It's about that worth. It's about worth that much, right? Buy-in is nothing. Buy-in is a completely bankrupt term because I've talked to so many people that say, "Oh no, Mike Neal, I, I buy into everything you're saying," and they really believe it because they hear my words and they know my words are indisputable. They just have zero plans to implement any of it because you don't understand I'm busy and this is hard and I'm just not wired that way. And, you know, I just got so much going on right now and you don't understand my credit union. So buy-in means I agree with you on an intellectual position, but you don't create change with people agreeing intellectually that something is true. It takes action. Now, you juxtaposed this idea of buy-in and outcomes, and I think there's a, there's a middle piece missing there, and it is the word behaviors. Behaviors then define engagement. If you look at every employee engagement survey, it, the difference in engagement survey and a satisfaction survey, it's around implementation of certain actions you know, how likely are you to stay here? How likely are you to tell other people to come to work here? How likely are you to, you know, put in more effort? Those are engagement type of activities. Now, satisfaction means um, I'm not going to go anywhere, but I don't have any plans to do any work while I'm here. All right, different kind of a thing. So if you want to, create change. If I said, hey, Scott lost 22 pounds, what would he have had to do? Change a behavior. What'd you do? Oh, I started running. Oh, I started doing keto. Oh, I uh, started uh, intermittent fasting. Uh, I just started eating more healthy. You mean you did something different, Scott? You didn't just 
get up one morning saying, I'm losing 22 pounds and that is my goal. I'm going to put it on my mirror and every day I'm going to look at a picture of myself and I'm too heavy and I'm going to put 22 pounds and I'm going to weigh every day and it's not going to change. And that's how I lost 22 pounds. What? That's not how it's going to go. You're going to have to do something different. So that's why trust and knowing a leader is so important. Why? Because if I know you and I trust you, I'm asking you to change a behavior, not just a mental position, a belief that where we're going is the right direction. And so now I've got to do something different. Now, that something different creates me needing to be engaged in that. And so what you have to change is behaviors. But Mike, what about outcomes? I agree, Scott. Outcomes are very, very important. In fact, I will tell you, you're judged on outcomes and I'm judged on outcomes. And so is every credit union leader. How much you produce compared to how much you said you were going to produce or how much you didn't spend compared to how much you said you were going to spend. And so we're all measured by outcomes and numbers. But if you want to change an outcome, change a behavior. Don't just set a goal. And the big problem is that we think we're creating all the outcomes possible by saying, we're going to implement a new core processor. We're going to start doing commercial lending. We're going to really emphasize home equities these years, this year. That will get you from point A to point B, but it won't get you to Z because you got another 199 people sitting around going, well, I ain't doing nothing different. And that's the unlocked power, right? I mean, magic teams work themselves silly coming up with new strategies and new implementations and try to sell the idea that it won't be that bad. Hang with us. This will all work out. It's not going to be as bad as you think while asking really no deeper level of commitment of the employees to what the purpose is of the credit union. So yeah, uh, buy-in is worthless. Engagement is everything. Engagement takes leadership. Leadership requires uh, trust. And then if you want to change an outcome, change a behavior. One thing that's super clear to me is that our job as leaders is to help change. And the number one thing that the people we lead don't wanna do is change. Mm. We're in the right business, Mike Neal. We, we might as well be Jenny Craig in America. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, thank you so much for being on this podcast. And don't change this channel. If anything, subscribe and share it with your coworkers so that you can lead change uh, more effectively in your credit unions today. And we'll catch you at the next episode of the Credit Union Leadership Podcast.